Hey there, everybody. Oh my goodness, I am so happy to be back. Um, today is Monday, August 1st. It is a holiday here in Canada. Um, for those of you who have listened before, for those of you who are just joining, um, I'm taking a few minutes for myself today. Um, a friend of mine told me to do that, and um, this is going to be it. Um, I was going to listen to a podcast, and then I said, you know what, I want to kind of journal how I'm feeling right now. Um, excuse the background noise. If you hear any, I am walking around the house cleaning up at the same time. Um, so for those of you who are new, if you go back on my podcast, you will hear what I like to now call a lot of damage in my voice, a lot of hurt in my voice. Um, when I started my podcast, it was to journey um, and kind of release and let go of all of the feelings that I was having um, after my dad's suicide. Um, December 22nd, 2020, um, my dad committed suicide. I should say completed suicide um, by hanging. And I am the um, person who found him. And I was dealing with a lot of, of course, grief, uh, trauma, diagnosed with PTSD. I already had anxiety. My anxiety got 100 times worse. Um, I would say I was probably starting with depression just because of the pandemic um, and my depression, of course, um, spiraled completely out of control. Something I haven't shared, I don't think, in these podcasts, but that I am healthy enough, I think, to share now is shortly after my dad died, um, I was in a really bad place. I loved drinking before my dad died. Um, so add some trauma, add some grief, and I was completely out of control. Um, and it took me almost a year, about 11 and a half months, to realize um, after a situation that we had at home that I needed help. Um, I entered AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, on a whim, trying to hopefully shut some people up, um, trying to pretend like I wanted to figure myself out, um, and was hoping in the long run that everyone would just forget that I was an alcoholic or that I drank too much. Um, and I was hoping that I would kind of learn how to casually drink. Um, that was my ultimate goal entering Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I definitely did not enter with a thought of staying sober for the rest of my life. Um, and what I've learned today now with the program is that um, we don't talk about the rest of our lives. We don't talk about tomorrow. Yesterday was in the past. Tomorrow is in the future. I deal with today. I deal with the 24 hours the moment that I'm in. Sometimes it's the minute I'm in. Sometimes it's the second I'm in. Sometimes it's the hour I'm in. Um, one of the things I've realized in sobriety is that 
Um, I cannot dwell on the past. I cannot change what's happened in the past. And I need to focus on the now. Um, so that's kind of rambling, but <laughs> I'm rambling and I don't even know where I started. I probably lost track. But um, so I am here today to tell you guys that it's possible. I am almost nine months sober. I feel absolutely amazing. I am no longer in the program to shut people up or to find a way how to casually drink. I'm in the program because um, I realize my life is way better this way. I am way healthier. I am way happier. Um, I want to spend time with my kids. I have four beautiful children, and I want to spend time with them. I want them to be a part of my life. They're no longer a nuisance um, to an alcoholic, at least for me. And when I say alcoholic, I speak of myself. Um, so to me, if my kids are bugging me when I was pouring a glass of wine, I was irritated. I was so annoyed. Um, I yelled. I got angry at them. You know, and how is that fair? It's not my kid's problem. It's not my kid's fault. I'd get upset with my husband. I was a ticking time bomb. You could look at me the wrong way. You could say the wrong thing. You could feed me the wrong food. I would switch just like that. Um, there's still not perfect days. There's still days where I realize that if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, I still have those moments where in a split second, my alcoholic brain turns on and says, get angry, get frustrated. You know, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And there's going to be times that I am going to lose my shit. There's times I'm going to get mad and yell or, you know, lose my crap on my kids lose my crap on my husband. It's still going to happen, but it's how I deal with it now. It's how I now can have a sense of realizing that I've faulted them and I can apologize and I can make it right. And I can have that true sense of understanding that I did something wrong and I need to be accountable for it. Um, so again, total rambling, but, um, life is good. Life is good. There's a few different things I've learned in program. Um, you know, something like let go and let God. Um, and when I say God, it doesn't have to be the God that everyone thinks is God. You know, it could be your God. It could be your higher power, whether that's a person, whether that's a thing, whether that's a place, whatever can get you to that level of contentment and that level of settling and sitting and pondering and thinking and regaining your strength in that moment, that is your higher power. It doesn't need to be someone else's. So when I first entered um, AA, I came from a very religious family and I was so mad at God, my God. I was so mad at him for allowing my dad. How dare you allow my dad to commit suicide? How dare you allow him to feel so alone that he killed himself? How dare you allow the situation where I had to find my dad, that I had to help 
The paramedics untie my dad. Sorry, not the paramedics, the police untie my father. How dare you put me in that situation? And I was angry. I was so, so, so pissed off. I didn't start grieving my dad. Well, I guess I can say I grieved him right away. I grieved him for 11 and a half months with alcohol and crying. And um, as I mentioned before, something I don't think I've ever mentioned is um, I still remember the moment that I sat in my bathroom and I took, I believe it was a belt and I wrapped it around my neck and pulled and squeezed so damn hard because I wanted to be where my dad was. Because to me, that was the only solution. Death was the solution of being happy because I didn't want to put up with my own shit. I didn't want to help myself. I wanted the easy way out. And to me, that was the easy way out. I'm grieving my dad. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm just going to go be with my dad. My dad will get it. And that's what I tried doing. I tried killing myself in order to feel happy. And why? Because I am an alcoholic. And I never thought I would be able to say those words and feel so strongly about them. But it, it, it's true. It's totally, totally true. And so where I'm at now, you know, eight and a half, almost nine months into sobriety, I am realizing that I am now able to grieve my dad. I am able to understand why things happened um, in the best way that I possibly can. I'll never know the, I'll never know the answers. I'll never know why my higher power allowed that to happen, you know, and, and I did a lot of grief counseling after my dad passed. And one of the things that I had a really hard time understanding was, um, a priest had said to us in our grief counseling, um, you know, God knows the, the moment that you're born. He knows the moment that you die. He knows everything, how everything is going to pan out in life. And so I kept saying, well, then why the heck would he let my dad kill himself? Why would he allow that to happen? What, how can anyone make that any reasonable, like to me in my brain? How can that happen? So I called my family priest and I said, you need to explain this to me because God doesn't allow this to happen. And how he explained it to me was, yes, it's true. God knows beginning to end. He knows, he knows, he knows how your life is going to be because he created you. He created your life. He created all of that. And he said, but God also gives you the power of free will. So although your plan is set beginning to end on how your life is supposed to happen, he gives you free will to make your own decisions. And unfortunately, my dad felt so alone felt so hurt and he by his own will decided to do what he did it was not god's fault um and my dad was sick my dad was very very mentally sick um which i now am okay to understand that um and so i know that my dad's free will took his life my dad took his, my dad took his own life he completed his own life. He chose to do that. Um, and I can be angry at him. Um, but I can also be forgiving to understand that um, people make mistakes. There's no going back to that moment to fix it. Um, and I have to be forgiving. Although there's times I, I'm really angry at my dad. But I have to be forgiving. Because where else am I going to be in life if I sit on that? 
If I sit and dwell on that all the time, where's that going to take me? It's going to take me further into a spiral of depression. It's going to take me further in, further into anxiety attacks, panic attacks, everything I already deal with on a very low basis now. Um, I wouldn't say totally rare, but it's, um, it's not as often as it used to be. When I was drinking, I was having full out panic attacks on the floor, crying, screaming, not able to breathe, almost passing out daily, multiple times daily. Um, my husband was scared to go to work because I couldn't even function. I couldn't handle myself. And drinking afternoon, you know, after 12 o'clock noon turned into, oh, it's 11, it's close enough. Okay, it's 1030. Oh, but it's been a really bad day. Oh, that shitty thing happened at 10 a.m. And, you know, um, I couldn't just stop at one glass. I, I don't, alcoholics, and again, I, I speak of myself, an alcoholic like me does not have the ability to only have one drink. Alcoholism is a disease. A lot of people don't understand that. It is a disease. I did not choose this for myself. Um, and my brain cannot have one drink. Um, I cannot have one drink. Some people can easily, casually drink, have a drink once at Christmas and once, you know, at a birthday, at the birthday. Some people can do that. Some people can have a drink four or five times a week and have one drink, have four or five ounces of wine a night. I couldn't. I couldn't have five ounces. Are you kidding? That was like barely a sip for me. Um, so I just wanted to come on here. I wanted to remind myself that I'm worth it. I wanted to remind anyone listening that if you are struggling with anything, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, um, any type of mental health, post-traumatic stress disorder, grief, um, if you're dealing with a breakup, if you're dealing with anything that is making you sad, that is making you anxious, that is making you feel like you're not getting what the heck is going on in your life or in your mind, you're not alone. I have never been afraid to share how I feel. Never. Anyone who knows me knows that, yeah, I have a big mouth, but I have a big mouth sometimes in a really good way because I would love to advocate for all those people that are sick. I would love to be there for those people because I truly feel that sharing the struggles that you have in life can empower and help people. If one person listens to this and realizes that they're worth it for today, just for today, God, I've done a good job. You know, um, I think I'm going to end there. There's so much I want to say, and I hope it never takes me this long again to come back on. But I am eight and a half months sober. And a note to myself, I'm proud of you, Mel. I'm really proud of myself because my life is good. My life is great. I am worth it. I am loved. I am beautiful. I am enough. And if you needed to hear that today, thank you for coming and come back. I love you guys. 
with that, I will say goodbye. And um, if you are struggling with sobriety or any mental health issues, please reach out to someone that you trust. Please reach out to a friend or a family member. Don't be ashamed. You are normal. You are so normal. And you are loved. And people want to help you. If you feel like you have no one that can be there for you, then call me and I will be there for you. One million percent, I will be there for you. Goodbye, be kind, and we will talk soon.